State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, straight shooters? This is your girl, Tesla Figaro, for another episode of Straight Shot, No Chaser. Today, I got the homie in the building, Dr. Wes Bellamy. He's the author of Monumental. It was never about a statue. He's the former vice mayor and city councilman in Charlottesville, Virginia, the political science department chairman at Virginia State University. He's actually the youngest individual ever elected to the Charlottesville City Council post. And he is one of the co-founders of Our Black Party. And he is the homie. What's happening, Wes? (laughs) What's up, Tess? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you. I want people to know that right out the gate, we're going to have you on a couple of times uh, throughout the year, probably more than a couple, mm-hmm. uh, because of my love for uh, our Black Party, all of the things that you're doing. It's so much to unpack and nearly impossible to do in just one interview. I also want to bring you back to talk about your book. So I wanted to put that at the top of the interview, just you know, so people know as we move forward in this to come back later on after they check out this episode. But today I want to introduce people to our Black Party. Um, as mentioned, we're going to have several conversations, you know, uh, throughout the year. I want people to get very comfortable with you, Candace, Tammy, everybody at our Black Party, uh, as we unpack so much, you know, to be discussed particularly as we move forward in 2022, which my new phrase for 2022 is all about you, 2022. Mm -hmm. So your organization is key and instrumental in breaking down, well, number one, an education standpoint, number two, training, three, candidates, supporting candidates, there's so much that you guys are doing. But for this, for the sake of this conversation, I really just kind of want people, you know, to have an understanding what it's about. When I first uh, met you and saw you, the March on Washington, and you had on a T-shirt that said, before you were a Democrat or Republican, you were black. 
Yeah. And I took a picture of you. I was like, man, it's a dope shirt. And yeah. I took a picture of you. And that's when Charlemagne hit me up and said, oh, that's the homie. So I yeah. had no idea who you were. It was totally, you know, authentic. Um, we had a conversation. There was a whole bunch of people around, but I was like, that's really, I really like that shirt. But I didn't know that it was connected, you know, to our black party. I saw you passing out literature, but I didn't know what you were doing. I just know you were sweating your ass off that day. because <laughs> As we all, it was like 10,000 degrees up that joint. It was. We probably all caught Corona that day, <laughs> um, without a doubt. So I, I know I saw, I was like, wow, this brother out here passing out information and sweating. And I love the shirt. And, and I posted it on IG and that's how I found it. Okay, that is, you know, um, Charlemagne's friend and so forth. And then we uh, got connect, reconnected again mm -hmm. uh, with working with Puff. Yep. And here we are again. Like, okay, that's the homie. You know, so it's, I, I find it so interesting that on two different occasions where I had no intention, you know, of yeah. <laughs> somebody knowing you or being connected to you, that we just continue to end up in the same space. And, and through that, uh, we have been able, you know, to really partner and and share a lot of the same energy on where we want black people to go and how we can partner with, with each other and how we all have a role to play in the movement. And so tell us about uh, our black party uh, and, and why you guys started that and, and what's it all about. Sure, sure. And, and as we jump into that, you know, I want to one, thank you for having me on the show and allowing all of us to talk about our black party. Uh, Tez is, is very modest, oftentimes when she's talking about herself. But she is one of one of the most brilliant political minds that we have and the individual who I don't think people quite understand how caring and how big your heart is. You are a person who if you can help, you're going to help. And and she's always very respectful. But she if she can help you, she's going to help you. So, you know, thank you for all you do for our people, for the culture and just how you break stuff down, because I think it's incredibly important. Um, I'm a big fan of the show, so I'm happy to be here. And when we talk about our black party. You know, Tez is also being a little modest. She she is as much as our black party as anybody because <laughs> she was with us in the trenches through and through a shout out to Charlamagne, Buffett, and everybody else. Our black party is a political platform. So we use the tagline very simple. Before you were Republican, before you were Democrat, before you were independent, before you had any political affiliation, you were black. And there's nothing wrong with black folks centering the needs of black people. There's nothing wrong with black folks saying that we must do what we have to do for ourselves first. And when the politicians, I guess I'm still considered a politician as a former elected official, you know, when we're coming around and we're asking people, can we get your vote on, on the local level, on the state level, on the federal level? There is nothing wrong with us saying that we have to get something in return for our vote. And we will demand not just talk. And not just rhetoric, but policy change. And that's what our Black Party is all about. So be sure to join us, www.ourblackparty.org. Hit us up on our social media. And we're here to build Black political power. Okay, so you are a former elected official. Yes, ma'am. Managing Director of our Black Party, Tammy Sawyer. She's a commissioner out of Shelby County, Tennessee, which is in Memphis. Okay. And then Candace uh, Hollinsworth, who is also one of the co-founders, she is current and a current elected official, correct? She she just finished uh, serving as mayor of Hyattsville, Maryland. In Maryland, she's the first black woman to serve in that post. Wow, that's amazing. So let's just pause right there for a second, because one of the conversations that that is out there, or, or one of the challenges is we never see black elected officials really take a stand for black people. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, when I say we never see I'm, I'm talking about the masses because it's normally on the federal level that they pay attention to. They don't pay attention to the state and the city level to have an opportunity to meet someone like you 
or Tammy or Candace that have actually served in elected positions, former or current, and still taking a position to say, no, although I do have a diverse district or I serve many different people in my district, you know, no district is 100 percent black. It is still important uh, that there is a voice that is centered on the needs of black people. And this is what attracts me to this organization so much, because I am somebody, as you know, that is constantly challenging you know, politicians and their enablers are always saying, you know, well, they can't do it. And the issue is they don't get a chance to see. And I, I try to point to, no, you can do it. There are people who do it. You're just not familiar with it. And that's what's so important that, that I just want to put a pin there that, you know, you're actually being elected and having those political ties that so many people are afraid to lose it's yeah. so critical with this organization. So how do you navigate that water? How do you or and, and what have you observed from others to navigate that 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 line of, you know, still serving everyone, but still being comfortable with being centered on this particular need and how important it is? Yeah. And, and, and also one of our uh, board members, national board members, Stephanie Morales, she's the Commonwealth attorney or prosecutor or DA, as you call them in different places in Portsmouth, Virginia. She's currently serving and she's up for re-election. She's one of a handful of Commonwealth attorneys or district attorneys to be able to try and convict a police officer for shooting and killing a black man and getting a conviction. So she's, again, still in office doing this work. And for us, we we live and we, you know, we truly believe that before you had any affiliation, you're black and we must put ourselves first. So when we have these uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations with people, when they say, as you alluded to, well, you can't just focus on black or you can't just do X, Y, and Z. We very candidly say you can because we've done such. I've written the equity package, nearly four and a half million dollars in the resources for underserved communities, i.e. black folk in Charlottesville. And this had a, a equity proposal on which she had nearly 30 bills that were uh, targeted around black folk. Um, Stephanie has been, you know, very poignant in terms of her work, making sure that black folk are, are treated justly in this unjust criminal justice system. And then Leah Webb, a former city councilwoman in Binghamton, New York, who also serves on our board, has done the exact same thing. And we try to show that that activists as well as electeds or former electeds can work hand in hand. And people are going to say what they want to say about you regardless. But when you're in your seat, you have a duty and an obligate and an obligation to ensure that our people are well taken care of. Whom much is given, much is required. And you can't be shy about focusing on our people. For far too long, we've played this line in which we say, well, we got to play the game and we can't be, we can't be too black or, you know, to be candid or we can't be too, we can't be too honest about what we want to do for our people. We got to trick them or we have to use some kind of maneuvers. And we're saying, no, there's nothing wrong. Just like the Jewish community who we got love for, uh, the Latino community, the Asian community, white folk, all these other entities and ethnicities, but and they center themselves. Why can't we do so? Well, we are doing so, and we're building our political army through our Black Party. So again, join us, www.ourblackparty.org. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. 
It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What I see our Black Party doing is saying we are centering this on the Black agenda. However, the agendas are not necessarily saying black only or only black. How do you explain to people that we're not going to find ourselves in the back of the line? How do you navigate that conversation to make sure? Because, you know, I don't subscribe to the lift all boats, you know, all tides yeah, rise yeah. All bo- because our boat has a hole in it. So right. how do you navigate that then, uh, at least on the local and state level, when you're having these conversations to make sure that these resources are directly impacting black communities other than just saying, well, it's for the inner city because black folks live in the suburbs other than saying oh it's for disadvantage and we typically are disadvantaged okay we got that but how do we make sure just like with the asian american hate crime bill that was specifically targeted for their community how do we get legislation passed that is specific with black language directly well well, i think you know if if i can be candid please (laughs) i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be real like we we just have to stop being scared we have to stop being cowards we have to stop thinking that we, we have to appease everyone else and just call a spade a spade. We have to call it exactly what it is. Like if you were in the neighborhood, if you was on the block, wherever you are, you know, a lot of different people are from a lot of different places, as you alluded to. But where I'm from, if if it's some homies and, and they rock in a certain color, I can't come around and say, yeah, I might maybe wear this color sometime and, and maybe, you know, not wear the color another time. Nah, either you with it or you're not. And there's consequences and repercussions for you not doing what you're supposed to do. And I think we have to, to use our same boldness as we do in a wide variety of different arenas. If we're playing basketball, people are very focused on, yo, I, I got to play basketball. You don't play you don't play basketball with a soccer ball. We're, if we're trying to address black issues, we can't talk about trying to address Latino issues and Asian issues and all these other issues at the same time. Let's talk about black. And in Charlottesville, uh, when, we, when we passed the equity package and specifically like the business equity fund, while it was it stated the business equity fund is for uh, disadvantaged individuals or based off of history and so forth, I was very clear that this is for black people. And since the, the inception of that policy, we had 14 new black owned businesses start up. 
You see them get access to resources and capital and so forth, because, again, it was very, very intentional. This is for black people. And we're challenging elected officials. We're challenging activists. We're challenging organizers. We're challenging these systems as a whole to say we will put black people first. It's not a disrespect to anybody else. And if you can't be bold enough to say that we see this group of people who have had short enough to stick for so for far so long, for far too long, rather, if you're not willing to put those individuals first, then you won't receive our vote. It's that simple. And in fact, we'll, we'll run people and we will we'll run candidates who are willing to do such. And I know that the argument will that come well. There's not enough of us to, to, to win these elections. There's not enough of us to do X, Y, Z. And I say, yo, we have to at least try. We can't. We, we've seen what's what's happened before not work. We've seen these instances in which people make promises in which they talk about policy and it doesn't have a positive impact in our community. We see our OGs and some of our legends. Shout out to, John, to, to Congressman Clyburn. You know, I, I got respect and love for him. But we see how in many cases, in many instances, they let us down. They will they will go to the goal line, but they won't cross the finish line. We heard the OG say very candidly that black folk are demanded justice. Joe Biden, one of the things that, that Congressman Clyburn said early on before President Biden won the election was that within the first 100 days, he wanted him to, to, to unpack some of the ills of the crime bill, the 94 crime bill. And then he come out and said, well, qualified immunity doesn't have to be included in the George Floyd Justice Act. Like, nah, we, we can't continue to rely on the OGs. We can't rely on those individuals. We have to be the ones that make this change. We have to be bold about it. And we got to stand firm in it. So you just brought up an interesting point. And you you know I have every intent. I know you couldn't wait to bring up Clyburn because you know I can't wait to bring up. <laughs> In fact, the, the rest of this week is going to be dedicated <laughs> just just to Jim Clyburn. So, but but kind of going back to, to that, and I, I'm going to get into that in a second. I have seen local elected officials take the initiative because I just want to go back to the language because I think that's so important. I've seen local elected officials like yourself make sure that black people have access to let, you know, let's say we're passing something that includes disadvantaged communities and the city council person made an effort to make sure that black people had access, you know, making sure that they spent marketing resources in their in their district, making sure they told everybody that they knew paid organizers to come in and say, hey, come down to this forum, make sure you sign up, make sure you be a part of it to take that extra step. But the language still is not as specific as it is with the Asian American community. So there's one challenge there with saying what I'm hearing you say is a local or state or anybody elected official has to go the extra step to make sure that we are aware of things that benefit our community. But still, number two, Wes, is do you believe that we will at some point have legislation as clear and specific as the Asian American hate bill. And and I and I and I want to be clear because this is not anti-Asian. Matter of fact, I salute, I salute and respect the community, the Asian community, for being able to get a bill passed through COVID that was for an entirely different thing, but their indirect experience, not their health experience or medical experience in relate to COVID, but a indirect result of COVID, which was, you know, racism, hate crime, so forth. What were able to was able to get something directly for their community with the specific language, and so we hear commentators in the Senate, they, right? In the Senate, right? And so we hear people <laughs> saying, "Oh, there's no way you can write anything." You know, people who are against reparations, no way you can write anything specific to Black people. But how is it that they got something specific, you know, to the Asian American community? So it's just mind-boggling on how do we actually do this? And so what you're saying is, it it just has to be pressure. 
We, just we have, have to, to demand it. We, we, we yeah. have to demand it. I mean, the Asian community was very clear. And and don't get me wrong, as you alluded to, it's no disrespect to the ABI community. I got a lot of homies. I got a lot of love for them. But, yo, they were very clear that this isn't a black issue. This isn't a Latino issue. This isn't a white issue. This was a targeted event towards us specifically. And y'all need to show us that you got our back. We need to take that same approach. And I think many of us have done so. And honestly, white people are a lot more afraid of black people than they are of the Asian community. The, the nation as a whole are a lot more afraid of black people and us mobilizing because of the atrocities that have taken place and that have, that have been placed upon our community and our people as a whole. So the, there is a lot more reluctance to do what needs to be done in a necessary and immediate fashion for our people. But that doesn't mean that we don't, as you like to say, hold the line. That doesn't mean that we don't consistently continue to push. And that is why it's important for us to have organizations like our Black Party, like Color of Change, like Movement for Black Lives and, and so forth, to continue to push not only for, for better, but educate our people in regards to this is how we go about doing so. This is why you need podcasts like yours, breaking down why politics and the streets are hand in hand, breaking down why we have to be politically educated. This is why we have to continue to elevate our voices and use our voices for good. And I'll tell you this, because like, I mean, you know this about me. I'm an internal optimist. I always believe that the right thing is going to happen. No matter what, we're going to get it done. So we just have to continue to push. And eventually, before, before my life is up, before yours is up, before my daughter Stokely is, is old and with gray hair, we will have structured and targeted language specifically for our community. We will have targeted and structured policies that will have a positive impact on our community because we're going to work for it and we're going to make sure that it gets done. And I, I want to make sure, because when you use the term, because, you know, I'm all about language and I want to make sure that nobody's confused on what you meant when you said, you know, afraid of our community. And what you meant is, and correct me if I'm wrong, afraid of the possibilities of our power if we uh, if we work collectively as a unit. Uh, when you no, say no, afraid, not no. are, are you saying afraid as in fear? Tell me, I guess explain to me what fear, because to me, they don't scare us enough. Because if 90% of Black people vote for the Democratic Party and Joe Biden can stand up there. If Jim Clyburn can say Joe knows us, and 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 he can win based on our backs. Like let's be clear, this was this was black folk put Jim the say Joe Biden, and yeah. then to stand up there and say for Joe Biden to stand up there and say I owe you black people, black people. I owe. He said Barack Obama didn't even say that. Nobody. Right. Clinton didn't say. He's the only one that said I owe black people. And then to sit up there and show the level of disrespect that he did to the civil rights leaders when they had the meeting on the leaked tapes that said, oh, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you wait, you hurry up and wait. So yeah. I'm confused. So break. what what are they fearing? I was hoping that you meant fear, fear of the possibility, but it sounds like you, you meant something else. So break, explain that to me. So I think it's twofold. I think that, yes, there there is a large fear of us collectively organizing and saying that we are going to put our resources, our energy and whatever it is that we have to do to put ourselves first first. There is a fear of us getting together collectively in that manner. I think also there is a physical fear and a mental fear. I think there's a fear of our Black bodies. I think that there is a fear of the power of Black women utilizing their resources, as you all often do, to say, we're going to get on the same page and do X, Y, Z. I think also there is a fear of us waking up. So as you just alluded to, it's crazy for Biden to be able to say, he owes black folk and then come out and say, nah, hurry up and wait. And then furthermore, in his initial first 100 days, have no targeted policies for us because he knows that the Democratic Party as a whole believe that they have us. 
But the fear is, is the fear is in a lot in itself. As we continue to mobilize, they realize that they don't have us. And what I think we're going to have to continue to show and prove is that we're willing to, I'm not going to say sacrifice an election, but we're willing to do something different. We're willing to run our own candidates, even if it means you lose. I, I mean, I keep bigging you up, but you said this the other day, and I think it's important. You were talking about Killer Mike running for mayor in Atlanta, and somebody said, well, there's no way he can win. And he was like, yo, it's not always about winning. Sometimes it's about running to make a statement. And that is what we have to continue to do. So again, I'll just say like, it's not always about, and we have to understand that this political game is an animal. It's a motherfucker there in itself. So again, you strategically play chess. And I don't always say like, believe in playing chess because those pieces on the board aren't always black and the black and chess doesn't always equate for race. So like people like it's chess, not checkers. I don't believe in that shit. But the other point is like, as a whole, we're playing a long game. So many of us like to quote Nipsey and say the marathon continues. So let's play this marathon. We're running a marathon. You run to set this person up to do the next thing. And that's where I believe that we're going. And that's what I believe is going to happen as we continue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And, and it's also something to be said about playing games. In fact, this week, I will be one of the many things I will be talking about, particularly in, in our rally for Pam Turner. Keep being prayer that I say the right thing, respectful thing. But, you know, it's going to be disrespectful. It's going to go left uh, right, when right, I get right. on the mic. <laughs> but you can still pray. On the, you can still pray for the best. <laughs> but, but one of the things, you know, that... um when we talk about this game, because you're right, I, I don't subscribe to that. You know, we love saying chess, not check. You know, there's one thing about the game. 
and, I, and I'm going to say this and wrap this up. And, and again, I, I hate we're short on time today because as you can see, this conversation go on and on. <laughs> I, I love working with you. I love working with you uh, and the entire team because one, the humility that we all bring to the table to learn from each other, to challenge each other. People get it twisted. They think that just because you see a bunch of people together, they're all on the same page and everybody's great. No, that's not it at all. Right. I, I work with a team Crump. <laughs> All the time. And I am usually on the opposite side, you know, of whatever it is that because he's a go along to get along. I'll tell us that we want everybody to work together, all black people. And I'm all, I'm always like, nah, being this ain't that ain't it. You know, so what people don't understand is, uh, you know, we're constantly pushed back. We're constantly, you know, saying, how can, do we make this better? And that's what I love about working with you, because one of the conversations we had early on was the language again, going back to the language on the website. And it was talking about black candidates. And I was like, Wes, but we also got to make it really clear. It's not just about black candidates. It's about black candidates that support black policy. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Tesla, you're absolutely right. And we let's make sure that we put that on because we don't want no confusion. And, yeah. and you immediately did that. And it's not that you didn't understand that because you understand it. You lived it as an elected official. But sometimes what I find with elected officials, they assume that everybody knows, you know, everybody knows <laughs> the direction you're going in. Everybody understands the language. We had a big conference call last night about this, you know, about the George Floyd Justin Policing Act. Attorney Crump said, you know, well, if, if they study politics, they'll know, you know. Uh, uh, 252 is amended. I said, but they're not doing that. And, and the Democrat right. Party does a piss poor job of educating people. All they right. know is you guys talked about qualified immunity. Bottom line, That's it. it was over That's six, it. millions and millions of articles about qualified immunity. So you can't bring me, you can't come to the table and say, I'm going to give you the best chicken dinner with, with two sides, coleslaw mm-hmm. and green beans, and k- sell me that the chicken is the most important thing of the meal. And then when the meal comes, say, oh, well, the chicken's not here, but what about the coleslaw? Oh, but the right. coleslaw is just as good. No, you to- you sold me on the chicken. So right. even though 252, which is very important because it actually uh, allows an easier opportunity to prosecute police on criminal Law charges. Law enforcement, right. Yeah, which right. is a good thing. Actually, probably right. better than, uh, in some respects, some arguably, argue better, arguably, yeah, arguably sure. better than qualified sure. immunity or equal to. But that's not the point, Wes. The point is, you sold us on qualified immunity. I was sitting right behind Attorney Crump when we went and spoke at the congressional hearing. Joe Biden, you constantly bring up Gianna uh, Floyd's name constantly. Right. I, I right. promise, Gianna. I pro- you did it in every damn speech. So the nerve of you to try to switch the argument. This is the issue I have with Jim Clyburn. It's not even the issue if Republicans don't pass it, because I expect Republicans to do what Republicans don't do. They hold it down for their team. We're the only ones that compromise. So I'm not confused about Republicans doing what Republicans don't do. The issue I have, Wes, is the fact that Jim Clyburn took it upon himself. Nobody asked you to do this, Jim. Just you took it upon yourself. Yeah, the out the blue to talk about, number one, the Senate. You're in the con- you're in the right. House of Representatives, so you're not even a part of this. So somebody has to ask, why would Representative Clyburn go out of your way to come out and prepare people ultimately for a letdown? That to us signals for uh, our generation signals cover up, signals bamboozle, mm. uh, mm. signals step and fetch, uh, signals hoodwink. That's what that signals, even if it's not true, because you came out and said, well, you know, it's not all about that. It's about good apples and bad apples. No, man, we're talking about the whole damn tree. We're yeah, talking about the right. root of the tree. We're talking about Joe Biden saying he wants to heal America. Well, according to Sister Alonzo Van Zett on Breakfast Club a couple of weeks ago, you can only heal when you get it from the root. And so mm. we are not pulling the whole damn tree up 
Not talking about good apples, bad apples. This is not about fruit that's gone bad. This is about an entire systematic system. So because Clyburn said that, and then two weeks ago saying America's not racist, we're looking at you side eye, Jim, because you constantly keep coming out. You flip the whole election to Joe Biden. Let's be honest about it. Once yeah. he came out and said... <laughs> This He's is the reason he got elected. That's yeah. right. So yeah. let's stop bullshitting this. Let's stop bullshitting and, and thinking you can talk over people's head and think we're going to get confused about the coleslaw and the green beans. I right. use that analogy because I want people, not because I'm trying to minimize people, but I don't like using a whole bunch of language that people can't understand. Everybody's been sitting at the table and the waiter come out and say, oh man, I got this bomb, this and that. And then you come out and say, oh, we're out of it, but this is just as good. If it was just as good, you would have sold the coleslaw in the beginning. You would have said the off coleslaw the is just as good. Off the rip. So the Democrats should have said the coleslaw, the beans, and the chicken is all equally good. And whatever we get on the plate is a win. See, that's their fault, Wes. Not my fault to clean it up. My oh, fault is to call your ass out. You should have said it all. But see, you didn't want to do that. You wanted to take one issue and make it about one issue. And so since now you can't get that, here we are. And, the, and check out the excuse they told me, Wes, you know, just talking to people behind the scenes. I'm sure you've had conversations. Well, we didn't want to talk about 252 because we didn't think we was going to get it. Well, y'all said y'all wasn't going to get qualified immunity. Qualified too. immunity. But so you, what you, you brought this up. Right. <laughs> so don't just Yo, push, I'm, come I'm, on. I'm so frustrated. I'm, I'm so frustrated, just honestly, with, to a certain extent, it seems like self-sabotage. And, you know, I'm not here to harp on Congressman Clyburn because, like I said, that's that's my homie. I got love for him. We, we went to the same school. Whenever I'm in South Carolina, matter of fact, uh, I, I'm gonna be there. And I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's and I cool. Gonna, but it's not about personality. Yeah, but it's it, about yeah, politics. it ain't about like it ain't about none of that. Yo, right is right and wrong is wrong. And I think this is even more reason. One, a couple of things. This is why a lot of younger folk don't want to go into politics because they see the bullshit. Like you promised me this, you said you were gonna do X, Y, and Z, and then you just didn't do it, and then you came out against it. That's why a lot of folks say like, "Oh man, all of y'all are this or y'all that." I don't want to get involved in it. And then secondly, when we're talking about black folk getting our justice, specifically black folk, in, in a place where people know that we've been treated unjustly, we know that this nation is racist. We know that this nation is built on white supremacy. We still go above and beyond when it's none of your, your business. It's none of your business. It ain't your place to speak on. But you decide to invoke yourself and start in a, in a conversation that goes against all of the work of people who have been on the ground trying to educate and get our folks to where right. we need to be. And then give the Senate an easy way out to to stop and prohibit justice. It's just it's just really really messed up. But and can we stop acting like they don't know what they're doing? I oh, mean that's the it. problem I'm having. Can we stop acting like uh, uh, Vice President Harris, one of the strongest prosecutors in the country, doesn't understand intent? If there's one thing a prosecutor understands is intent. Yeah. So I, I have an issue with, oh, you know, I had to answer that way because, no, you didn't have to even address it at all. You could have yes, just went to the second part of your 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 message and said, we need to address the things on racism. Hey, I'm on TV all the time. You can't convince me. I get asked questions all the time at Fox News. I give them the answer I want to give them. Right, I don't give right. Just because you ask me something don't mean I give you. I tell you right. what you want to know. Sometimes they ask me something. I don't answer it at all. I go in a whole nother direction in two minutes and 20 seconds. So to sit up here and act like, some they're so confused and oh you know they they had to say it this way no you didn't you didn't have to say anything at all there's something called declining interviews there's something yeah. called not speaking on shit we ain't heard from Cory Booker is he still alive I don't know where he's <laughs> at but I get I guess he's not speaking at all because he don't want to get in a twist 
Right, but, right. But you need to speak Corey Brooke the same way you was talking about how you grew up in the hood and you know people in well, whatever. I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave uh, that there. The Corey. We'll pick, we'll, we'll pick that up later because I'm, I'm going to know where all it. Page and Warren. Page and Burns. Page and Corey. Where's all these people that was running? But we'll, we'll get to that on the next episode. Uh, a straight uh, shot on Chase. But if you can't, if you can't push, then shut your ass up. I'm trying to figure out why did you go out your way? Really, I'm not trying to figure out. I know the answer. I'm just trying to empower yeah. people to figure out why is it that you're going out of your way? It's no other reason, Wes, but to call cover. And that's why I don't want to be friends with nobody. You know, when I hear people, because I, I heard you, you and my sister, Tamika, and, and uh, Charlemagne, the homie, you know, they always kind of preface it up. You know, I don't have a problem with Jim. We the homie, but I got to call him out. Well, guess what, Jim? I don't know you. Not going to know you. Don't want to meet you. You're not the homie. I'm just going to call you out. Because that's why it's important that we ain't all meeting everybody. Some people got to meet folks and some people got to. And that way, Wes, you can go tell them, hey, you know, I, it's above me now, Jim. It's yeah, above it's me above now. The, the firing squad is on it now. Tez is on it. Right. <laughs> and right. then maybe they Yo, can it's, talk it's to you. It's straight shot, no chaser for That's real. right. Then maybe they can talk to Wes. Maybe I can say, go talk to Wes then. Because at the end of the day, my commissioner in Orlando, they would always call the commissioner Regina Hill. She'd say, hey, Tess, she grown. I can't tell grown folks what to do. And I don't want to meet her. And this is why I want to meet her. Because I don't want no confusion. I'm not saying that you guys are compromising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got what you're saying. I double respect the fact that you know these people and still calling them out. Still calling yeah. them out. But for me, I don't want to meet you, sir. Because, matter of fact, when we went to the march, uh, when we went to D.C. to do that uh -huh. congressional hearing, it was so funny because they kept trying to get me in a picture uh, with Senator Harris at the time. I was with the Floyd family and being like, get in the picture, get in the picture. I said, oh, it's cool. I'll, I'll just take the picture. It's cool. We had a, I had a great conversation with her. You know, very pleasant. Worked on the campaign trail with Bernie Sanders. Never took a, a selfie. Because I don't ever want no confusion about where I stand on nothing. Because when I come for your ass, you don't want no <laughs> confusion on who's the home and how. The people are the home. That's as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Not saying they're there for you, you know, and everybody else. But I just think that's important that we have people on all side, you know, working every angle of this. I think I think your last point is is incredibly poignant. Yo, we have to have all of us working at all angles. But collectively, right is right and wrong is wrong. And no matter the amount of respect that I have for you, I have to be willing to say, yo, you were wrong on this. And that was messed up. Like, I would hope that you would do that for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm, if I'm straight up wrong and, I'm, and I'm, I'm in the way of something, say, yo, Wes, pull me to the stuff. However, yo, Wes, you got to tighten up because this that wasn't right. And and from Congressman Clyburn's perspective, and not just him, as you alluded to, where's where's a little, where's Senator Warren? Where is, uh, you know, these 27 candidates who ran for president who talked about Black Lives Matter, who talked about the need for uh, social equity and equality? Where are y'all specifically in regards to this issue right now in this particular moment? Because qualified immunity is, is within a grasp of all of our hands. But I think that's on the federal level. On the state level, though, says it also was important for us to call out the fact that there are a multitude of states within the United States of America that have a Democratic governor, Democratic House, Democratic Senate. Virginia is one of one, one of which who did not pass qualified immunity this year. If it can happen in Colorado, if it can happen in New Mexico, why can't a place like Virginia, which is supposed to be one of the more progressive places, but we're trying to remove ourselves from the old lineage and history of the Confederacy. And we all talk about Black Lives Matter so much. Why was it that those same individuals, specifically white people, and even in fact, some black folk who are in the Senate as well as the House, refuse to pass laws on the state level to remove qualified immunity. It's unacceptable. And we have to be willing to have these uncomfortable conversations and say, if you want my vote moving forward, if you want my support, I'm not here just to take an Instagram picture with you. 
I'm not just here to get a tweet and be mentioned. I want policy. And that's the political power that our Black Party is looking to build up. So please, again, make sure you join us, tap in. We're in 11 different states right now. Yeah, you you off the chain. Uh, we got to wrap up, but I... This was so powerful. I, I'm looking at people don't know we're looking at each other's Zoom and I'm I'm looking at my producer, Marcy. I, she's my our, our audience. She's she snaps her fingers and I look at when I know we on point and she's been snapping this whole time because this is just this is encouraging, you know, to 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 her and people like her who actually joined this podcast to work with me because of my mission, but was very doubtful of politics for this reason. For this reason, particularly when it comes to the local and state level, which she's very much involved in the local level. But to hear, I know this is just music. So she's a DJ. So it's literally music to our ears because <laughs> hearing this conversation from somebody being elected is just something we don't see. And and this is why it, it is so important for me to lend my talent. When I say talent, I'm not talking about just on this podcast, you know, behind the scenes work yeah. with you guys to make sure, you know, these voices are ele elevated because it's not about beating up a Democrat. You know, and that's what they hear. Oh, beating up a Democrat. No, it's about talking to my man that I'm sleeping with that married me that said he's going to provide for me. That's what it's about. It's about challenging my child. And when she goes to school, you can't tell me what everybody else did. I don't want to know what you did. Don't matter what everybody else did. The same thing, Pop. What about the Republicans? Okay, that's fine. But what about you? And so <laughs> on the state level, yeah. anybody who yeah. raised by half a mama live right. by that rule so either we're not applying that to politics or we're, con we're, we're confused on how this shit work right. it is about those who represent us so i expect us to challenge on the local and state and when you talk about california one of the most progressive states in the country that refused to pass any type of medicare for all. Type, so right. that's right so at some point we gotta start asking okay something ain't adding up at this Let, let's take biden and trump out the equation in the federal level let's just deal with what's going on Right here in Virginia, right here yeah. in California. Yeah. And when you start peeling that onion, you're going to really get a chance to see where people stand. And that's what I look forward to you guys doing and me helping you anyway. You know, I've told you I dedicate, I'm dedicating several hours, 20 plus hours a month to you guys from labor on the back end on to work back at end. your pleasure. And I, I always appreciate that, uh, Wes, because you said, you know, Tez, what do you want to do? How do you, and I said, no, let's not get it twisted. This is not about ego. This is about working at your pleasure. That means whatever you guys need, if it's administration, if it's picking up the phone, if it's doing data work, you know, Excel. Hey, yo, and she's not, she not lying. She 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 not capping it on like Ted said that verbatim. If you just need me to, to do administrative stuff, I got this amount of time. I'm going to do it. And, and we appreciate you putting your your actions behind your words. And again, you know, you've been there with us from day one. And I think I, I'll just say this last thing, like I said it a little bit earlier, but people don't really understand the the amount of work that you put in for the culture. You know, it's a lot of folks who, who can cap and they can get on television, they can get on the radio and say they're going to do X, Y, and Z. And then when it's over with, they, they delegate that work elsewhere or you just don't hear from them. But Tez always puts in the work. You text her, you call her, you you say, I just got an idea. Or can you help with X, Y, and Z? She's in. And, and, and we appreciate you being in many rooms speaking authentically on behalf of us and that is probably for me what i appreciate the most because you are you are a swiss army knife in a lot of different rooms making sure that our voice is put forward in a way that's digestible excuse me that that people can digest no matter what level of playing field that they're on and i want to make sure you get your flowers so so Aww. thank you well thank you brother we appreciate you i appreciate that and it's always great when we show you know 
black unity, black love, brothers and sisters yeah. working together because you don't hear that a lot. There's a lot of misconception, black women against black men. I don't know what the hell they talk about. Every circle I'm in, we got brothers and sisters, you know, all supporting each other. But again, that's just people that don't do the work. I'm always about <laughs> doing the work. I'm not above doing the work. I will run my receipts on your ass. The way they like to play with these other commentators on TV, don't get to playing with me. I'm getting comfortable talking to Wes. I'm supposed to be wrapping up, but I'm just going on my little spiel. Don't play with me like you play with the other commentators because I will run the receipts on your ass. Not only I'm talking about what it. I did the last 10 years. I'm talking about what I did yesterday, what I did today, and guess what, uh -huh. Wes? What's on the schedule tomorrow? So uh -huh. if you come playing with me, this ain't just on TV and podcasts. <laughs> I'm down there doing Excel paperwork and on the streets <laughs> in the protest. Don't get it twisted. I do that just to make sure I can talk shit and separate myself above, you know, the talk. No, we walk, talk, sure. run, all that over here. So For anyway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thank I you, man. Thank you, you for having me. Yeah, love you. you. You love you too, honey. You got to come back. I know we're going to have Tammy on because we certainly want to talk about her perspective. You know, being a managing director, Tammy Sawyer. We definitely want to have Candace on. We want to have you on all the time, Wes. Like, seriously, like, make this a part of your bi-weekly check-in something. Yeah. This this has to be... It's the state directors too. You know, let's yeah. rotate... You know, saying, hey, what are yeah. we doing in Florida? What are they doing in Texas? Whatever. Just to make sure that we're utilizing uh, every platform that we have, you know, to get this message out. Because right now people are asleep. And I knew that was one of my fears. You know, once that once the election was over, people go back to sleep. And while we're sleeping, guess what? Texas literally in the middle of the night, the, the headline said, pass the vote, the voter suppression laws in the middle, in of, the middle the of the night. And that's key because we're always talking about woke and sleep. The Lord had that that headline for a reason in the middle of the night, wanting you to know that while you sleep, they they organizing. And so it is up to us to make sure um, that we continue to, to do the work and keep our people uh, abreast. So please, guys, make sure you definitely go visit Our Black Party. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Follow Dr. Wes Bellamy. Also, check out his book, Monumental. I will definitely have you come back as more than a statue so we can talk about that. And just thank you, brother. Love to you. Taking care. You got a, how old is your daughter? Stokely. So Stokely is one. Uh, Layla's 13, Michaela is 11, London is 11. That's amazing. So I'm outnumbered. That's amazing. That wife, <laughs> you you be on Zoom calls with the baby in your hand. With the baby, yeah. I mean, people just don't know what the hell they talking about when it comes to the work. Right. <laughs> on top of doing five different other jobs. That's what they don't right. get. This is like job number six. <laughs> it's right, other right. stuff that really pay the bills that I got to do. <laughs> that, that we got to do. Right. right. The real stuff. <laughs> right. The real stuff. That's right. Well, well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. Straight shot, no chaser. Use it, lose it. Can't make you choose it. I do hope you choose to decide to plug in our Black Party. I will be there. You will be there. Wes will be there. It's all about you in 2022. Make sure you stay plugged in. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.